0: What's up, everybody? This is Justin Flinter coming to you live from Northern Virginia with the Justin Flitter Podcast by My Mentor Medicine. This month for our Ask the Expert interview, we sat down with our expert, Dr. Stacy Snow, doctor of physical therapy and owner of Tranquil Place Physical Therapy and Wellness right here in Falls Church, Virginia. We talked about the ins and outs of physical therapy. We talked about its benefits. We talked about some of the misconceptions that people have about physical therapy. And I promise after you listen to the podcast version of this interview that you will be able to decide whether physical therapy is right for you or wrong for you. We condensed a lot of the information that you need to know about physical therapy into a roughly 45-minute interview. So sit down, relax, and enjoy this interview with our expert, Dr. Stacy Snow. And thank you, as always, for listening to the Justin Flinter Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you back here for next month's Ask the expert interview. All right everybody. Welcome back. It's the month of May and we're back for Ask the Expert. Today I have with us Dr. Stacy Snow, a professional physical therapist, master of physical therapy, whatever you want to refer to her she is the person to talk to. And that's why we have her here today. So thank you so much for joining us, Stacey. And uh, I have a lot of questions for you. And if any of you out there have any questions as well, please send them in through our Facebook feed. I will check them here uh, here and there throughout the interview. So if any questions about physical therapy, about health in general, uh, do not ask about the royal wedding because you're here for this royal interview and not the royal, <laughs> royal wedding, okay? So turn that off and stay here, okay? You can go back and be there all day, all weekend. Okay? <laughs> this is much more exciting this than is this. is much more for one it's hour. tiny little wedding. It's just one hour. <laughs> all we need you for is one hour, okay? So, uh, Stacey, why don't you start off by giving a little introduction to everyone out there about mm-hmm. you, about yourself, what you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Well first, I'm really excited to have this opportunity to have this conversation with you, so thank you so much for having me here. But as Justin mentioned, I am Stacy Snow, and I am a holistic health physical therapist. So I work at a practice um, in Falls Church, and so that's really based on treating the whole person. So I'm really looking at all different aspects of health that are related to the person. Um, it may not just be an injury or condition that they have going on, but we're trying to look at all the different aspects that are that are there. So, I am the owner of Tranquil Place Physical Therapy and Wellness, and so that's a holistic practice that is part of a larger um, larger environment called the False Church Wellness Center. And so that has a collaboration of a bunch of different practitioners. So we have massage therapy, we have mental health therapy, we have naturopathy, acupuncture, um, we have a few chiropractors, so we all kind of work together to provide this holistic experience for for patients.
0: That's great to have uh, such a place where everyone can come and sort of bounce back and forth, want practitioner quick Mm -hmm. referrals, things like that. Absolutely. And, uh, (laughs) And your business is called Tranquil Place physical therapy and wellness, Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So how did you come across that name? Tranquil Place, I'm sure it is very tranquil, but uh, yes. what is that what does that define your business as? What does that mean for your business?
1: So I wanted to create an environment that was a very healing environment, um, so it's a very safe place for patients to be able to come in and mm-hmm. kind of talk about the deeper things that they have going on. It's not just an ankle problem or a knee issue or a back problem. There's so many different factors that go into that. And so I wanted them to just kind of have a place to relax and be able to kind of let loose um, and be able to address all of those different things. And I had gone to a yoga studio for a long time that was called Tranquil Space Yoga. Um, and it had really had a huge impact on my life. I had, I had, um, just really I really come to love yoga there and so it was such a calming environment and that was something that I really wanted to reproduce in my own practice so it was something that I kind of carried that into my, my own practice as well.
0: Very interesting. That's interesting. So what do you like most about what you do?
1: Well there's so many things. I love being able to connect on a deeper level with my patients so really kind of delving deep at why they have these issues that are going on. Because it's definitely not just one thing in isolation. There's so many different facets that are going on. And so being able to kind of take the time to talk with them and sit down and really listen to these different things that are going on in their lives and right. figure out what we can do to address the things that are maybe not working quite so well. So it's not just
0: what a lot of people assume as I'm going to go in and do a couple exercises, go home, and come back in a few days until I get better. No.
1: Right? <laughs> so there's definitely some of that for sure. Of course. Um, but no, I like to think that it's definitely more than that. It's a little bit deeper level than that. So, of course, you know, we're looking at whatever their primary issue is that they have going on. Whatever it is that they brought that brought them to me. For physical therapy. So, we want to have that in the forefront, but then also look at these different factors that are going on and whatever contributed to it. Right. So, it could be stress, it could be sitting all day at work, it could be that they're not, they feel like they're not able to prioritize themselves and so they can't um, exercise in the way that they want to, things I like see, that. I see, so. I see.
0: Okay, okay. So, what are some of the services that you offer uh, that compilate physical therapy? We'll get a little bit more into detail in connection to how some people, like I just mentioned, they think that it's just this tiny little thing of doing a few exercises right. and then going home, physical therapy therapy. So mm-hmm. but what are some additional things that you offer at your clinical?
1: So each patient that comes in, we do a comprehensive evaluation. And so that lasts about an hour and 15 minutes. So we're sitting down and we're spending a lot of time actually talking okay. about what's going on. So a lot of that is Kind of having the patient have this conversation about what it is that bothers them, what do they feel is limited in their life because of it? What are they not able to do? What kind of things is it keeping them from doing? And really focusing on that because that's the most important thing is getting them back to doing the things that they love to do and getting them back to the things that they maybe don't know that they can do, but it's kind of there in their minds, like they're just thinking they want to be able to run a, a 5K or something like that or a, a longer race than that. Um, and so just really taking that time to sit down and figure out what is going on. So with that, afterwards we do an evaluation that really looks at everything from head to toe. And so we want to see posture, like how are they standing, how are they moving, what are, are their... sitting? Yes. No. <laughs>
0: okay. Yes,
1: especially people who spend all day sitting. You know, eight hours a day, they're in a chair at their thing. computer. That's huge. Yeah. So looking at that, looking at um, how their office and their computer are set up, all of those things, and talking about those things. But we're also looking at you know, how do they, how is their foot position on the floor? What is their alignment looking like when they're standing? Is there something that we can do to fix that? Is there a way that we can tweak that? and then having them go through different movements and seeing if there's some limitations that are going on right. that are maybe not optimal or could be contributing to the problem that
0: they're having. So do you just focus on the physical level or do you focus on like maybe a little bit more mental level? I mean, it's not psychotherapy right. or anything <laughs> of that nature, but obviously, okay. like, having had some desk jobs myself, mm-hmm. I, mean, I know that even though with a person that has good intentions, you might be standing at some point at your desk, or even sitting and you think mm-hmm. you have good posture, but then you end up doing one of these, or <laughs> standing on one leg, or something like this, your right. posture's gonna change. Mm-hmm. And then you don't even know it until you have those little aches and those pains. So mm-hmm. even those people have good intentions. So beyond the physical level of therapy, do you ask into or talk a little bit more about, try to help them understand that hey, these are some things that you can do? How do you do that?
1: Yes, so definitely. So just as part of the standard questioning, we talk about sleep, how their sleep is, we talk about stress levels. Um, if they are feeling like they're having a lot of stress in their life, so kind of digging down into what is causing that, mm-hmm. what what kind of components are going on with the stress? Is that something that they have any control over? Which most of the time there is, you do have control over it, you just don't always think that you do, and there might be some big changes that have to happen um, to fix that. But we look at that, we look at diet and nutrition, um, as well as social relationships and things like that, because that definitely has an effect on
0: how you carry your body. And, sure. yeah. and Very chronic, sure. chronic issues
1: and chronic, um, I guess, mental health kind of concerns definitely can show up in your body physically. So there's a lot of research that shows that when things are not addressed that are leading to some unhappiness or lack of fulfillment, those things can definitely show up physically.
0: It sounds like there's a lot of conversation that occurs, of course at the very beginning, but even throughout, because Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone out there you can relate, you go to the doctor's office and you end up just chatting for them for just a few minutes. There's a regulation of something like seven and a half minutes Mm -hmm. that they have to have that conversation with you, and then after that, they'd spread a script, tell you to go here. I mean, not trying to say anything negative about all the practitioners out in the world. Everyone's doing it for a good reason. i like to hope so. Right. But in that sense, having more conversation gives the person to really open up to what's going on with themselves, as long as they, of course, trust the practitioner and yes. feel comfortable with that. So building rapport from the very beginning, I think that's huge. Yes, that definitely. definitely builds a stronger relationship and better development in terms of therapy and their recovery process yes, over time. So that's true,
1: And that's actually a good point because a lot of the times when people do go to see their physician because they're having pain, so they'll spend a very short amount of time with the doctor you know, five, seven minutes, potentially, just talking about, a little bit about what's going on, but they're not, they don't really have the opportunity, nor is that necessarily the place where they would, but to have the opportunity to sit down and really talk about what is going on, what's bothering them, and how that is affecting them. Whereas in physical therapy, we have that that huge opportunity because I'm working with people for an hour at a time, and it's totally one-on-one, and so we have lots of conversations about what is going on and what they're feeling and you know ways that we can treat that so that's that's a huge thing that in a in a setting where you have that one-on-one time is just invaluable that's awesome
0: (laughs) just a quick reminder any of you out there that have questions for stacy for about physical therapy maybe you're in physical therapy maybe you've been recommended to go to physical therapy uh, if you have them now, you can send them in. We'll be here for a little bit longer, but send them in to Stacey and we'll get them off to her, okay? Mm-hmm. So the next question I have for you is, can you briefly explain physical therapy and how it relates to other practices like physiotherapy mm-hmm. or, I mean, even chiropractic and stuff like that? How are they similar? How are they different?
1: Sure. So physical physiotherapy and physical therapy are actually synonymous. So, a lot of people do, (laughs) so you hear that a lot outside of the U.S., more than you do here, it's becoming more mainstream here, for sure, Um, but they are essentially the same Mm -hmm. thing, and so I'm not really sure exactly why there's been a little bit more of an insurgence of hearing it here in the U.S., I think, I don't know, maybe just trying to kind of change up the term a little bit or something, I'm not really sure, but they're essentially the same. And so if you go to a physiotherapy practice versus a physical therapy practice, I mean, every therapist and every practice is going to have probably a little bit different philosophy, but essentially you'll be getting the same general type of treatment. Um, And then as far as other practices, there are so many different other healing professions. Um, so chiropractic is definitely one, acupuncture. All of us treat pain, but I think that we all just have our own different philosophies and ways that we ways that we do things. So they're different. One is definitely not better than the other. I think that they can really work really well together. You know, so if we if we kind of capitalize on what it is that we specialize yeah, they, in, yeah,
0: <laughs> it, yeah. I, I, I'm hearing that this, maybe some of you don't, know, there are some, I don't want to say battles, they're not battles, they're not at that level, but there are some disagreements between different forms of therapy and who should do what, who shouldn't do what. All that aside, we're all here for you. We're here to help everyone out, to make sure that, like you said, pains and aches, we move them away so you can get back to doing things love to do. Mm -hmm. How that works for you, the patient, Mm -hmm. is up to you. It's not up to us. Mm -hmm. We're the experts of what we do, but we're not the experts of how you live. So you, first of all, have to send in your questions to ask to see if physical therapy is good for you Mm -hmm. or acupuncture, one or the other, but also you have to be able to understand, they have to be able to understand that, Mm -hmm. okay, these are my options and what, what can I know about these things that are best for me? So you've talked about right. physical therapy and it's, it's synonymous with physiotherapy, yes. and then I mean, acupuncture, we can talk about acupuncture all day, but we won't, <laughs> but some other ones that come close to physical therapy, is there anything out there people might write in, run into that may be unsure about? I mean, chiropractic is very popular now. Right, but go yes, ahead. It What, what, do you, what do you um, So it is, so I think that there's just definitely a different philosophy,
1: there with chiropractic versus physical therapy um, so both of them you know we both work on addressing the whole body and look at joint alignment and positioning and see if there's ways that we can improve whatever dysfunction may be going on there I think our approach sometimes can just be a little bit different and so patients sometimes have more of a comfort level with one versus the other but in either case the most important thing is just meeting with the person and figuring out, does this approach feel right to me? Does this approach feel like it is addressing my needs and I feel like I am kind of in touch with how they perform their therapy or their treatments. Right. Um, so it Makes sense. It yeah. makes sense.
0: There's a lot of choices out there and they can be confusing for everyone, so mm-hmm. it's nice to have a little bit of understanding and someone who's open enough as a practitioner to say that it looks like you might not be benefiting as much from this mm-hmm. form of therapy as opposed to maybe right. this one. I'm going to refer you out to this person. Right. In the best interest, of course, is always the patient. Yes, yes. So, right. what do you do differently than a traditional physical therapist if there is such a thing? I mean, I'm making this term <laughs> up. I don't know if it's real or not, but what do you do different from other therapists that may be traditional or modern? What, mm-hmm. what makes you stand out?
1: Um, so, I think that one of uh, is when you're looking at traditional therapy, a lot of the time you're thinking about kind of an insurance-based model. And so my model is actually an out-of-network-based model. And so there's a very good reason for that. And so I do that because I want our treatments to be able to be based on what the needs are for the patient not necessarily to have it dictated by what the insurance feels is important or how many visits the insurance says that we can see the patient for or what kind of things we can see them for. So I feel like that gives me a lot more flexibility to be able to kind of direct the treatment to whatever it is that the patient has that's
0: going on. Right, and that's one of the big roadblocks that people I think aren't quite aware of is- the type of therapy that they receive is bound to what yes. they have, to, what we have to file for insurance right. claims. Yes. So you only get a certain number of things as opposed to maybe there might be a few additional things that might work well for you, but mm-hmm. if we charge whatnot for that, then you have all these extra things and then the insurance won't cover it and then there's a big right. thing yes. that comes up. So that's good. Can you say a little bit more about that? And yes. so there's, there's insurance. What else uh, is... Uh, helps you stand out, what
1: helps Yes, so along those lines, I really try to work on a holistic level. So What does that mean? So basically, if someone comes in for an ankle issue, a lot of the times, um, if they're in a different type of model where there isn't as much time to be spent on it, it'll be hyper-focused on the ankle problem. Mm-hmm. What is the ankle problem? What is going on there? And there's really so many other things that are going on along. So we have to look at the knee issues, we have to look at the muscle strength in the foot, we have to look at all the joint mobility that's going on. We have to look at how the person is carrying themselves and all those other factors that we talked about as far as the stress and health and how they're moving throughout the day. Do they have issues that they feel are kind of holding them back in some kind of way that they're carrying in their body? Mm So basically, just looking at it as a mind body kind of connection um, as opposed to just this specific injury, the specific problem. Right. So, in every treatment session, we're looking at all of those different factors and kind of checking in with how things are going in their life in every kind of
0: aspect. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great approach. Uh, very different from what others might expect in terms of physical therapy. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. So, are there any misconceptions or myths that are around about physical therapy and what it does or doesn't do? I mean, can you elaborate on a couple things that people might have in their mind that they might not be aware of?
1: Yes, so I think that there's actually quite a lot of that. Oh,
0: all right, so I will sit back and give you the soapbox. Go ahead.
1: Um, So one that I would say is that a lot of people feel like physical therapy is something that who who have had surgery or a really serious condition or have had a stroke or something like that, that's who goes to physical therapy. Right. And that is certainly the case. I mean, okay. certainly people who have had surgeries and have had strokes and serious things going on, absolutely can sense. Help them.
0: Right. But
1: what is not quite known as well, I think, is that physical therapy is actually for more quote, minor things. So if you sprain your ankle walking down the street, and you're kind of limping around, it's lasting for a couple of days. That's something thing that it would be great if you were able to come in after a couple of days and it's just not getting better on its own. And then we can treat it then rather than it becoming a longer problem.
0: And of course, minor injuries would take mm-hmm. a less amount of time, hopefully, in yes. terms of recovery. So yes. you wouldn't have to be there for like month right. after month after month yeah. after surgery or something like right. that. This would just be for just a shorter period of time. Yes, Okay. exactly. So So in a
1: case like that, it could even just be a couple of visits, but you are going to be addressing mm -hmm. the problem right away and then be on your way. And then you'll have education and information to go forward Mm -hmm. should something like that happen again. And so it's also if you're just kind of having aches and pains that are kind of bothering you. You're sitting at your desk and your neck's bothering you or something, you know, that's something. Right. Uh, (laughs) Testing. Yeah. so, yeah, exactly. So those are things that seem minor and people might not think that they should seek out therapy for it, but if you can do that when it's a really small problem and just learn different ways of doing things and different ways of, of moving and being and stretches that you can do, um, then that can make it so it doesn't evolve into this bigger problem or bigger issue. So that's one thing. Another thing is that people think that they need to get a referral from the doctor to come to physical therapy and that always had been the case, but in the past few years, that's really been changing a lot. And so now, it varies from state to state, but in most all states, you can see a physical therapist at least for the first session without having a referral. And in Virginia, you can see a therapist for 30 days before needing to have a referral. So that's huge because- yeah, so if you have a problem or an issue, it saves so much time. It saves your copay for going to the physician. It saves just like that extra step because you don't have to go and do that. You can just go directly to a therapist to get started right away. And many people don't even need to continue after the 30 days so they never have to go that extra route.
0: That's right, if they and come so in with yes. the minor concerns rather than wait until their major concerns, right. <laughs> then they can take care of them within that 30 days. And that's big. Yeah. So Virginians, we're Virginians, <laughs> yes. I'm, yeah, we're here. Even though we're in D.C. right now, we live on the other side of the river, mm-hmm. and we love D.C. But mm-hmm. you can find her. Thirty days, little treatment with her, for physical therapy, and then you'll That's be right. good to go. That's right. Good. Are there any other myths, any things that people don't really know that physical therapy can help with? I think you mentioned to me something before about uh, related to pregnancy or mm-hmm. uh, what. What was the thing that you mentioned to me before? Wasn't.
1: So, there are different specialists in physical therapy that can address almost any kind of specific concern that people have. Okay. So, if someone has had a stroke or a traumatic brain injury, then there are specialists who really focus on neurophysical therapy and they've had tons of experience to be able to help with those specific problems. Okay. And then, I think what you're referring to is women who either are pregnant or have gone through a pregnancy and things haven't quite gone back to how they were before. They're having pain or they're having some issues with potentially bowel and bladder or incontinence or some things that people don't always like to talk about. Um, So they just feel like they have to kind of deal with it. There are specialists in physical therapy who who do deal with that very specifically and can help those kinds of problems. So, you know, it's there's a huge range. Um, there's also orthopedic physical therapy, which is what I do, and so that's looking at you know anything from a problem in your big toe, which you wouldn't think that that would be something that is would affect your life very so much. What, what, would you, what would
0: you, would you, would you do you? with the big toe or something like
1: that? How, what? So a lot of the times there will be restrictions in the joint, so the big toe joint right. where you know, you walk and you put pressure on your foot, you have to be able to push off through your toe right. to propel yourself, and uh-huh. so that's huge. So if you have a problem with that, it's painful, that's gonna throw off your whole entire gait, yes, yes. and then that can throw off everything else. So okay. it can throw off your hips, you can start having pain in your back, and so once we trace it down to the cause, we can figure out that there are some restrictions going on with how your foot and your toe are
0: wow. modeling. Okay. So
1: that's actually a big thing, you know, with people who have bunions,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. These are these are major things that impact. Just yes. the, the, it's like when you when you hurt your little toe, yes. it changes your world. It does. It it's does. Like you stub your toe, and you, it's the worst thing you probably have done. It. I mean, we've all right. done it at some point. Or another kick, a little corner on the table or your bed or whatever right. it is. Right. But
1: that's the worst thing. So. And you you would not expect that that would be something someone could treat you for. We right. would just think oh it's my toe. I just have to deal with it. I just have to live with it and
0: give it time. So it really does help from head to toe, literally. literally. (laughs) That's fantastic.
1: (laughs) Everywhere from the toe, obviously, you know, people have heard of therapy for your knees or your hips, your back, neck, shoulder. Those are all pretty standard things, Mm -hmm. but headaches is also another big one.
0: Headaches, okay. Yes, and
1: so there's lots of different things that contribute to headaches. So, I mean, it could be Diet-related, it could be hormone-related, it could be stress, it could be all these things. But oftentimes, when people are um, diagnosed with headaches, it, there actually is a cervical component, a cervical and yes, so there definitely. could be some issues going on with the joints or with the muscles, or they could have trigger points that are going on that affect the head. And those things are often never addressed, and then people go back to working at their desk and maybe not optimal postures, and it kind of just persists. It can really stay there forever.
0: Exactly. if you address those things, then that can actually
1: fix the cause of what is happening. And it can really be life-changing because some people suffer with those headaches for a long time. They do, and
0: there's so many different kinds of headaches. I was giving Mm -hmm. a lecture weeks ago uh, when the quarter started at school, and I was telling the students about all the different types of headaches Mm -hmm. that exist, and how they are manifested, what types of signs and symptoms, what are some really Mm -hmm. bad ones that they need to keep an eye out for, red flags, etc. And then you have ones that are mostly cervical related, because you have a lot. Mm-hmm. Your brain is very important, yes. but we have this tiny little neck that everything has to circulate right. through. And if your neck is in bad shape, and the muscles right. are already tense, and there's a lot of constriction, and you already have maybe limited movement, or maybe at your desk you have limited movement, look here, look there, right. look up, look down, look here. And so there's okay. a routine. So mm-hmm. we bound ourselves these movements and then as a result the cervical component mm-hmm. is huge so yes. that's I, I know a lot of chiropractors chiropractors focus on that specifically but mm-hmm. the physical therapists I did not know that so yes. we learn something every day yes. okay. so in terms of finding mm-hmm. the right physical therapist mm-hmm. assuming that it is the right thing for the patient mm-hmm. uh, what's the best way for someone to choose the physical
1: So there's so many different types of therapist styles, um, types of practices. So I think it's really important to call around to a few different places, speak with the therapist, talk. You know, see what kind of feel that you get for them. Do they take the time to listen to you? Do you feel like they're, they're really getting what is going on and what how it's affecting you, how it's holding you back from things? Do you really get the feeling that they are somebody that's going to be in your court and who are going to, to kind of work as a team with you to figure out what's going on? You also want someone who has experience with whatever it is that you have that's happening. Have they worked with this type of condition before? Have they gotten good results with doing that? Right. Do they have the time to be able spend with you. I think the time factor is huge just because if if you're in a busy clinic where you're rushed and the therapist is having to kind of juggle different people and go back and forth between between different people, it's tougher to kind of build that relationship and to really talk about what your concerns are and have them addressed sufficiently. So I think a big part of this just getting a good feel for the clinic and the therapist.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that is a big Component of it. So, in terms of looking for someone, it's a, I think it's a great idea because it's not all just about Yelp or all of these other things you can search. Or, I mean, referrals are fantastic from your friends, from your family. Uh, mm-hmm. To look things up, it's very easy to do so. But nothing beats the opportunity to actually chat with the individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a quick phone call, see how their office functions, see how the therapist works, ask a couple questions. So yes. that's a good reminder, go back to the olden days and actually do a couple calls around to see what works best for you or see who might work best for you. Yes. So how long, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, so I mean the length of time someone should expect to work with someone depends on the condition. Yes. So it can be short term for these more minor injuries, the long term for the more major ones. Right. How do you determine that? Uh, of course there's an evaluation that you perform, but are there right. any things that you would like to highlight and maybe give some ideas on how you, as a therapist, make those decisions?
1: Sure. So, yes, it's definitely a very individualized treatment plan. So there's no kind of cookie-cutter approach, I guess. It would definitely be based on the findings from the evaluation and then also the individual person. So somebody who is more self-aware and has good body awareness Mm -hmm. and who's able to kind of pick up on the different things that we talk about as far as movement patterns and posture, that person... Than somebody who needs more kind of tactile cueing and, and showing them how to move and kind of learning those things. Right. And obviously, of course, the more involved the problem is or the issue that they have going on, that will probably be a more extensive thing. So right. it really could range from a couple of visits to somebody who is has that higher level of self awareness and maybe a lower injury that they're catching earlier on mm-hmm. to someone who has been dealing with this problem. 10 years, and this is the first time that they decided to get it treated. And so, that of course could be a longer time. But typically, I'll see people once a week, and so the, the duration just depends on their individual circumstances. But I will say that I do try to kind of maintain a relationship with people. So, even once they're finished with this one particular bout of therapy that we're working on a particular thing, we kind of keep the door open where in a couple months, we'll do a check-in where they come in, we can talk about what's going on, look at some of the measurements that we did before, see where they're at, and then tweak the program, their home program, and then have them go and work on that at home, and then come back again, say, in another couple of months or so.
0: So,
1: Yeah, so that way I think it's, it's developing more of a lifelong relationship where I want them to think, okay, I have this injury, or I... I stub my toe or have an ankle sprain or something like that let me call my therapist and just ask what I should do is there something that I should do right now to treat it myself and if that doesn't feel like it gets better then they can come
0: back in and then see what kind of treatments that we need to do That's fantastic. Yeah, it's always good to know a little bit about how we're not just pulling name numbers out of a hat like right. uh, ten <laughs> sessions you ten right. sessions we don't do that there's a, there's a lengthy evaluation and understanding right. based off of how you progress and all of the other components yes. as well. So, how? This is kind of an obvious question, but how would someone know that their therapy is actually working? Sometimes it takes a long time. So, for those mm-hmm. people coming out of surgery, they get very frustrated. Mm-hmm. So, what are the things that you can remind them about, or that you see, or they can find?
1: So, it? the the expectation and what usually happens is, even after the first visit, people will start feeling a little bit better. So, complete resolution of symptoms, you know, probably isn't totally realistic for just one session, but sometimes it does happen depending on what's going on, but we would want to see some kind of progress. So, we look at movements and go through different things that reproduce their pain, and so then that gives us something to gauge our treatments upon. And so, I'll have them do a particular movement, it could be a deep squat or turning their head a certain way or something like that, and then we'll treat it and then see if there's a change. So we would expect to see that either they have more motion or less pain or the movement is looking better. So each time in each session, that's what we do. We have that assessment process. Mm -hmm. So they they would definitely want to see a gradual progression of things improving each time. Mm -hmm. Often there will be some setbacks just with life happening, but in general, it should be things kind of progressing and improving in a way that we would expect. And then also just feeling like the therapist kind of gets their problem and
0: understands it. I think that that goes a long ways as well. It does because the condition is when you have those aches and pains, the body has adjusted to protect you from it worsening. Mm -hmm. So you have to sort of break out of there. And sometimes people will have a little more
1: pain Mm
0: -hmm. during the healing process. And sometimes they might realize that that release from holding on to the pain is what they actually needed. So mm-hmm. everyone's experience is a little bit different depending on what it is that you're suffering from. That's why you need to ask the expert. So do we have anything coming? It looks like we have one question coming in. So let me see what we have. Uh, oh, we have someone claiming that Stacy is an amazing physical therapist. Highly recommend. Oh, thank you. I uh, will tell you who that Thanks, is. mom. <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. There is someone out there. There's a couple of people who threw off some comments. But if anyone has comments, please, your comments are always welcome. And if you have any questions, please send them in. Um, let's see. Do you have a memorable story about physical therapy that you could share with everyone? Like a miraculous change. It could be about you. It could be about a patient. could be about something you witnessed during your education or anything. I
1: do. So I have had the opportunity to work with hundreds of people maybe even more throughout my career, and they all have had really great stories, but there's two that actually come to mind that have been fairly recent patients that just had really great results with working us working together. So one of them was a runner who I met doing a running store workshop, okay. and she came up to me and she was telling me that she had had pain for eight years, um, because she had had a severe ankle sprain a long time ago, eight years ago, and she had had physical therapy at the time, but she really didn't feel like it helped, like it wasn't addressing her needs, and there was more kind of passive treatments being done to her, so more kind of modalities and things rather than hands-on and stuff like that. I see. And okay. so she just didn't really feel like she ever got over the hump, so she just always had this problem going on, and. She was a pretty serious runner, but she was having severe pain and burning when she was running, and she just had to run through it and deal with it. And so I had her come in, and after the first session, we realized that she had some ankle mobility restrictions that had never been addressed in that whole time. So in eight years, they had just been there. And that's something to kind of be aware of, is sometimes these things are there, and they, they stay there. Like, if they're never addressed, they don't necessarily go away Yeah. Home. But as soon as we started addressing them and getting the ankle moving better, then that day she started feeling a little bit better and she felt looser in oh, wow. the ankle. And then six, after six sessions, she was able to run a half marathon without having pain. And that was the first time in years. So that That's was huge. amazing. So to be able to run 12 miles yeah. without having pain, actually had pain for eight years, was huge. That is amazing, <laughs> wow. And that okay. was really just because it was addressing the function and the mechanics of the ankle. I see. <clears throat> so the other one that comes to mind is a young woman who I was seeing for knee pain, actually. And during the course of our conversation, she was telling me that she had had these severe headaches for 12 years. a really, really long time, and they were very severe and really pretty debilitating. And so we kind of delved more into it, and we talked a little bit deeper about what was going on. And she said that it had all started when she had had an accident where she was thrown from her horse and then landed with her neck across a metal pole.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, it's oh not, not something that you really want to imagine having to go no, through. No, 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 no. So since then, she had had these headaches, and she, I guess she had maybe mentioned this to other practitioners that she had seen, but it was always treated with pharmaceuticals, and so, you know, people looked at it and prescribed her and saying she had migraines, gave her migraine medications, but it uh-huh. just never changed anything. So for 12 years, she was dealing with this, and we just happened to have this conversation about her headaches, and I said, you know, next time let's look and do an assessment and see what's going on with your neck. And so sure enough, she had lots of joint restrictions that were going on, so especially this upper cervical part, when that gets stuck and it's not moving the way that it should be, that can definitely be a cause of headaches, and then because of that, she also had multiple trigger points like fall throughout her cervical spine and mm-hmm. muscles attaching to her skull. So we worked on releasing all of those and getting her neck moving. And so after a couple of sessions, she stopped having the headaches that she'd been having for twelve years. Yeah. And she stopped taking the medication. She didn't have to take medication, wow. and these weren't affecting her anymore. So it was it was a really profound change. And it was because we had looked at the actual cause and just instead of just the
0: symptoms. Exactly. And that's one of the difficult things is to down to what is the root cause of mm-hmm. this struggle within the body. So right. that's amazing. So, two great stories. Thank you for sharing them. Yeah. So, let's <clears throat> go to one thing about you, your business. Do you have any events coming up? So, you've said a lot about what it is that you do and how you do it. So, where can people now find you, even if they don't need physical therapists? We're going to get a lot of information sure. from you. What's sure. coming up?
1: So, in two weeks, I'm doing a running store event at Potomac River Running in Vienna. And so, basically, that is a workshop that is injury prevention for runners. So, it's kind of teaching them the different ways that injuries occur with running and then ways to address it. Specifically, looking at the muscles that get overlooked a lot with runners because they tend to work just in the running, which is in this one plane of action, and they don't look at the hips, which are a huge aspect of, especially mm-hmm. knee pain and ankle pain back pain. So we'll be working on kind of some education on that and the ways that people can stay injury free. Okay. And then in the summer, I'm gonna be starting a six week boot camp that's going to be working on addressing all different aspects of health, but then obviously having the high intensity workouts too that are going along with that. So that's going to be coming up in the summer. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So what
0: kind of like high intensity workouts, and like what kind of things are you going to work on? So it'll be
1: different functional things. So It'll be outside, so there'll be different functional things. Um, so squats and lunges and doing different um, running drills and you know really mixing it up so it's not just a boring workout that you're doing. The same thing all the time, right, right, it's right. challenging all the different aspects of the body and uh, really getting
0: Good. So you can find her at these events. Um, if she, I'm assuming you're going to send out some information, put some stuff on your site, and yes. put some up online. So you can get all that information right directly from her. So that
1: will
0: be on Facebook or on my website. Very good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Let's get a little personal <laughs> here. I have a couple questions for you. We're coming to a close. So remember, if you have any questions or comments, please mm-hmm. send them in. My next question for you, Stacy, is mm-hmm. could you share with us one story about a time in your life that helped shape who you are today?
1: Sure. Um, so I do have one story. It's definitely on the personal side of things, but right. I do feel like it, like it, it has shaped... Being open sharing. <laughs> I do feel like it has shaped where I am and who right. I am today, for sure. So, so basically, um, when I first started grad school, I felt like I had everything going right, and you know, I was like on top of my game, and I was really excited because I started this doctorate program, and it was a really competitive program, so they accept like 10% of applicants, and so I had been fortunate enough to be able to be selected to be in this program, so I was all gung-ho, ready to go, I was passionate about it, and then two months into that, the world kind of bottom kind of dropped out of my life. Wow. (laughs) So that was essentially because I went through an unexpected divorce at that time. So that was like two months into this program that I was really excited about. And so anyone who's ever gone through that experience knows that that can be a pretty stressful event. And especially when you're you're doing something that takes a lot of your thought process and takes a lot of your mental energy and you really have to be present to be yeah. part of that right. so i found that i kind of came to a fork in the road and i had to decide you know do i do i have the the capability to continue in this program and to be able to get through it with this really tough time that's going on or do i kind of nurse my wounds and, and drop out for a while and kind of take care of me again.
0: That's a big place <laughs> to make a decision. So what did you decide?
1: So I decided after, I mean, it wasn't really a decision. I kind of just knew, like, there's no way okay. that I was going to, to let anything or anyone get in the way of what I had worked so hard to achieve. was a powerful choice. dream that I knew that I had. So essentially I learned a lot about resilience and self-care and just right. how you have to really know what it is right. that's important and be willing to put in that effort and time regardless of outside influences that may be happening because of it. Right. And just you know, kind of go for it and just kind of believe in yourself enough to be able to do that. And so I think, you know, everyone goes through hard times in life, there's not too many people who have it, so it's not, it's definitely a universal thing that everyone experiences, but I think the main lesson is just that you have a choice, so you can decide with whatever circumstance it is, what path you're going to go. That's
0: right. It's Um, not always an easy choice, but there's always a choice. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. So I'm glad, I mean that was one of the best things that I ever did is making sure that I went through that program program and succeeded and I think um, it just kind of showed me how passionate I was about it and how much I really believe in and love the field that I kind of pushed through at that time and made it happen and so now I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity
0: to do Look where you are today. Right. You're right here having a live interview on social media. Or ask the expert. Right. So exactly. You've exactly. come along. And everything happens this for a reason. That's right. Exactly. Everything so. does happen for a reason. Right, exactly. That's so. a fantastic story. Thank you yeah. for sharing that with yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. So let's um, close with one final question, which is my, mm-hmm. one of my favorite questions. Mm-hmm. What gets you out of bed every day?
1: So... I think, especially as I get older, I just realize that life is so precious and just really is this gift that we're given every single day. And so I really try to keep that in mind every day to just, no matter if things are tough or challenging or whatever, just take that one day, that gift that you have, and just make the best of it, you know, go and do whatever it is that you love or that you because life is short and you only have this one chance to do it. So I just, I don't know, I just really believe that we each have something to give to the world, and so now's our time to be able to do that, and we have to take advantage of that. So if you don't get out of bed every day with that mindset, then it's another day that goes by that you're not Doing whatever it is that you're meant
0: to give out into this world last month was my interview with a life coach so I feel like I'm sitting here again with <laughs> another life coach it's just fantastic because it's 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 advice that goes really a long way mm-hmm. and once we can come to realize that yeah, everyday matters and we should live it to the fullest then really nothing can affect you as outside from little disturbances in life mm-hmm. so they can be big they can be small but I think that's fantastic advice for all of us to Mm -hmm. take every day as it is and put it to its So, Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here, Stacey. uh, If there's anything else you would like to share with everyone, I'm sure we'll have another opportunity (laughs) to chat at some point, but uh, I'll put up some information for everyone about our website where you can find her, uh, so Mm -hmm. you can come directly through this link today. You can always come back and watch the interview. We'll have it in a podcast soon. We'll also have it up on YouTube eventually. And... uh, Thank you so much for coming in today, and it's been a real pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me. To- and the one thing that I would want to say Sorry. is just, I hope that if people are having pain or injuries or something that's going on and they don't know what to do about it, just know that most of the time there is a solution. So, you know, I do believe that physical therapy helps a lot, but obviously there's acupuncture and chiropractic, there's all different kinds of healing modalities. So don't just suffer with it and feel like you have to live them because you deserve to be able to feel healthy and feel good and be able to do the things that you want to do and there are resources to help with that so it's much better to go seek someone else sooner rather than later and then figure out the tools to be able to treat that and not let it become this bigger thing but just treat it
0: Expert today, Dr. Stacey Snow. So, thank you all for tuning in, and I will see you next month for Ask the Expert. Have a great day, now you can get back to your royal way. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. All right. This podcast is brought to you by MyVenture Medicine an organization that is dedicated to helping people improve their lives by learning to empower themselves and take control of their own life. Any form of reproduction or distribution of this podcast is strictly prohibited. Should you have any questions on using this podcast or information that is contained within this podcast, please write to info at mymetromedicine.com.